Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Monday, April 11th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. The lack of computer chips takes a bite out of Europe, and the shortage won't be ending anytime soon. Also, it's Jeep season in Utah and in New York, and maybe Elon Musk's Twitter board seat isn't secured after all. Also, Mazda is looking for record sales in the U.S., but how exactly? We'll get to that a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Europe's largest automaker expects the supply of semiconductors will not normalize until 2024. Volkswagen CFO Arno Antlitz telling a German newspaper that he expects the chip crisis to ease this year and next but that the shortage will continue beyond that into 2024. That's because chip makers will not be able to meet rising demand even as more production comes online. BMW Group CEO Oliver Zipsa made similar predictions in an interview on Monday. Meanwhile, European assembly plants were hammered by the ongoing microchip shortage last week. Auto Forecast Solutions added nearly 100,000 vehicles to its global tally of cars and light trucks that have been removed from automakers' production schedules this year. European factories accounted for nearly all of that total. About 1.4 million vehicles have been axed so far in 2022 from production plans. About 10.5 were taken out last year. Turns out, Tesla CEO Elon Musk won't be joining the board of Twitter after all. The social media network saying Musk has decided against making the move. The billionaire recently purchased a 9.2% stake in Twitter, making him the company's largest shareholder. And finally, next Sunday is Easter, so it's time for another batch of Jeep Safari Concepts. The brand has pulled together seven customized models to tackle off-road obstacles in Moab, Utah for the 56th annual gathering of Jeep enthusiasts, which started April 9th. The 2022 class of Moab concepts includes plug-in hybrid, battery electric, diesel, and V8 models. You should check them out on autonews.com or in the printed edition arriving in subscribers' mailboxes this week. Jeep is also among the small handful of brands holding press conferences on Wednesday at the auto show in New York. It's been almost three years since the Big Apple had an auto show. The 2022 edition opens to the public on Friday. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up on the other side of the break, how Mazda's partnership with Toyota differs from the one it used to have with Ford after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. 
Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory, sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Mazda, once known for its zoom-zoom driving dynamics, is making another run at record U.S. sales and slightly more premium pricing. It's got a new U.S. assembly plant with its still relatively new partner, Toyota. It has a wave of crossovers coming to market, and it's pursuing electrification, though not necessarily racing into an all-electric approach as pursued by some other brands. To explain the company's strategy, including its inchworm approach to pricing, I called up Hans Greimel, our Asia editor in Tokyo. Hans Greimel, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks, Jamie. Good to be here. You've been writing. Uh, we have a big package running in Monday's paper about Mazda and its ambitious growth plans, especially for here in the U.S. What's, what's the big story? Well, Mazda has been a small player for a long time and it's had a little bit of difficulty uh, shifting into this new age of electrification. In a lot of ways, it's been a holdout for internal combustion, but it's finally trying to reinvent its lineup uh, to not only move itself up market in terms of price band, but also in terms of, uh, of uh, volume. So it has a brand new lineup of crossovers coming that will also introduce a new line of electrification. And it, in doing so, it wants to basically reach record U.S. sales by uh, the end of 2025. We're talking about 450,000, almost half a million sales in the United States. And that would be up from basically, uh, let's say, last year's total of about 332 uh, so that's a big jump in just a short period of time, and it's banking on this new uh, new raft of product that's coming online soon. Tell me about Mazda's inchworm strategy. Inchworm strategy is uh, basically its long-term uh, drive to move itself up market like an inchworm, little by little over time. <laughs> so... With each new product uh, introduction or upgrade, it moves like an inchworm. It keeps its uh, back foot kind of planted in the toward the range of the last product, but it stretches farther ahead with the with the new product into a new price band, 
And by doing that over time, it moves itself ahead. And um, it's been doing that for, well, several years now. And it's had some impact. It's uh, the, uh, let me see if I can find the figures here. But yeah, they say that in 2015, for example, the average transaction price in the U.S. was about 24000 but by 2020, and, and, and that's before the pandemic hit and, you know, we saw this huge ramp up in prices. So by 2020, it extended itself to about $31,000 in the U.S. That's pretty good. More than $1,000 a year. Yeah, not too part of that. Part of that was also a pivot from sedans to crossovers. That's right. That's right. You'll notice that across the, the lineup, it's really trying to dive deep into crossovers and solidify its positioning there. And that's only going to become uh, more apparent when it comes out with this new CX-50 that's on, on the way. And then uh, two more that are, are going to be delivered next year that take it into even bigger segments. Those are the CX-70 and the CX-90. So back to the, the CX-50, that's the one that comes out of the Mazda Toyota plant in Hudsville, Alabama? Yep, you got that, it. How does that fit into Mazda's plans? What's, what's so important about that product in particular? Oh, that's a, that's a huge product for them. It really is, it's a U.S. made product that they can adjust to the market needs uh, more quickly because it's made locally in uh, the United States. Furthermore, this is a product that's really tailored for uh, American uh, needs and, uh, and, and the market values here. The CX-5, which is globally the, co the company's biggest selling car or vehicle, is a little bit too international, you might say, for the United States. It's a little bit too tall. It's a little bit too narrow. It's a little bit too small on the inside. But the CX-50 is, uh, is wider, lower, has a kind of a, and also it has kind of a more sporty, uh, off-roady stance and feel to it. So it mesh meshes more with the, the U.S.'s uh, crossover character and what people in America are looking for in a crossover. So they really are trying to nail that market. And uh, the, the CX-50 is going to be something that's uh, really geared towards the U.S. market. And they think that they can boost their sales by just 150,000, by, 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 by just, I say just, but it's not just. It's, but they think they can, they can boost it by 150,000 just with this car alone. The, yeah, it's funny. It sounds like, uh, if, you know, if, if it's designed to look like it's meant for off-road, but still actually be driven on-road, that is exactly the American consumer. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Mazda yeah. has always had a good reputation for fun-to-drive cars and vehicles, cars, really. Um, but it couldn't ever really quite leverage that as much as they wanted in, you know, in terms of price. I mean, I, nobody probably gets all the love that they want for their brand, but some feel it worse than others like Mazda and VW, I think traditionally. So does this new strategy address that or how, how does Mazda live with that? Well, Mazda tries to uh, make itself stand out uh, in a couple ways and it's not, easy for a small player like this that has kind of something approaching a full lineup that mirrors all the other mass market players like, um, you know, Nissan or, or Toyota minus the pickups, 
but um, you know, it's got the, 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 everything from a small compact up to a big SUV or an almost a big SUV. It's been absent. And, um, but what it tries to do is set itself apart through a couple of things. And one is the driving pleasure. So Mazda is one of the few mass market companies like this that really sticks to traditional geared old school automatic trans transmissions, for example, they, they don't do CVTs or, and, and, and they probably never will, I guess, or I hope they don't. And um, so they're into driving a pleasure. They, they pride themselves on their engines, their, their transmissions and their drivability, the driving dynamics of their cars. They spend a lot of time thinking and trying to uh, build that into the engineering. Secondly, they spend a lot of time on like soft, soft features like uh, interior design, materials, exterior styling. And that really gives it kind of a upscale or, you know, near premium feel compared to other um, rivals in the same price category or the same price area. So if you look at the interiors of the cars, they really have, they really look refined and well done and well executed. And then this upcoming CX-60, which, which isn't coming to the U.S., but is indicative of the, the large scale or the large size crossovers that are coming to the U.S., like the CX-70, the interior looks really great. It's really well executed. It looks premium, has a premium feel. And uh, those are the things that they hope will set it apart and help build uh, product loyalty. Other than the plant in Huntsville, what is the influence of Toyota on Mazda's strategy? Well, Toyota gives it a big protector, basically, that they can um, uh, go to for help with all kinds of things like manufacturing or even technology. It's going to help them with um, hybrid technology, for example. It helps them with sourcing of parts and, and things of that nature. It's in the United States. It's also helping um, Mazda with financing. So it's, it's uh, important for them to have a big partner like that as kind of a shield or an umbrella when uh, a storm comes. And in terms of size and power, they probably couldn't have found a better partner than Toyota. And what makes it also a compelling relationship is that because they're both Japanese and because because their corporate cultures are so similar, they are able to communicate well and work well together. And that's one of the things that came out with this Huntsville plant is that the the managers of the plant uh, say that they work quite well together and, and can uh, have a similar culture and approach to the manufacturing that wasn't always the case during Mazda's uh, days of working together with Ford. That is, uh, that is really interesting. Hans Greimel, uh, uh, Asia editor for Automotive News. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get news on product development, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making this show part of your daily routine. Now, let's all get back to work.